Like, dude, if I'm a cancer patient and my girlfriend makes me fight other dudes, fuck you. That's, <laughs> more- <laughs> That's so if I'm a cancer patient and my girlfriend makes me fight other dudes. That's so fucking funny. black cody turning into morpheus yeah <laughs> emo cody. no i just had to uh i literally was at work came home and then i gotta go back to work after this why damn because they're short-staffed and i'm a nice employee and i want money and i'm gonna get to be high at work so you know that's cool too that sounds fun um dude guys you want to hear something i fucked my back up last night Doing what? How did that happen? I got drunk and uh, <laughs> went sledding at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> okay. Did you go down a hill or something? Oh, yeah. Nice. I got some fucking air, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate said they heard me thud from the top of the hill. i like couldn't move i couldn't even like get up for like 10 minutes i was just laying there (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) they were like are we gonna have to hide cody's body (laughs) that's awesome all right so it just proves again that you're just immortal yeah it can't be stopped (laughs) can't can't stop won't stop (laughs) you know who else can't be stopped superman superman Yes. (laughs) All-star Superman. Yeah. What a fucking comic, man. Yeah. I actually thought we were doing Mask of the Phantasm today. (laughs) So I watched it, but it's all good. I I did recently, like a month ago, watch All-Star Superman. Close enough. But and I've read the comic and it's great. It uh written by Grant Morrison and drawn by Frank Quitely. Came out in 2005. Well, between 2005 and 2008 is when it was published yeah i didn't read it when it first came out by the way like that's something i like it was one of like the first when i really got into comics it was like a comic that got me further into comics like that it's like such a great superman story whether you've read any superman story or every superman story it's just perfect yeah it's like it's like a really quintessential superman i think i read it when i got back into comics as an adult and i'm pretty sure i read it on jake's recommendation nice of course dog you know i only got the great taste <laughs> i think i think i'm pretty sure you recommended it to me cuz i was like man superman's some fucking yeah you nerd were talking kid. shit about superman yeah i used to hate the boy in blue did this make you like him did it make me like him? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, as I've grown, as I've like gotten older and like realized how nuanced the character is and stuff like that, I've grown to like him in general over many medias. But this is one of the first, th- this is when I was like first opening up to the idea of him and Jake's recommendation kind of, uh, what a, what a book to get into Superman with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also a fatty of a book. Yeah. yeah, 12 issues. Yeah, fatty and it's, not, 
It's not like part of the DCU canon. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, follow it's like a any real continuity. Yep. Yeah. But it stays very true to Superman's continuity. Like he, It That's takes true. from like some of the best Superman stories that you know of. Yeah, you know, like it includes everybody. Every it has Superman has like a roster of like supporting characters, and they all kind of get time to shine. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like how we talked about in Hush, or even Long Halloween in a way, but Hush especially. Like it's kind of going through Batman's history, and in this sense, it's going through Superman's history. Like Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, Bizarro, Krypton, Parasite, Parasite, uh, Fortress of Solitude. All this, all this good stuff in the Superman lore that you know, makes you appreciate him. Like, you know, like it, it could come off as corny a lot of the time, but in this story, it, like it, it's all like one in one package and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I also love that his, like they really lean into his like alienness, especially like when they go to his like mm. fortress of solitude and he has all those, like he has robot supermans, you know, he has like uh yeah, like a bunch of the, his alien weaponry and technology and gizmos. He has the classic key to the fortress of solitude, which is like tiny, but it weighs like, gigatons you know yeah because usually it's like a giant ass key yeah it's like, a giant key in this it's so awesome it's just like a really he's like i i crafted it out of like a dwarf star or something yeah he's uh, this comic is cool because it kind of shows like that he's not just like super strong but he's super intelligent yeah yeah like even like when he realizes like his powers are overloading he's like i also feel like i'm more creative and like i could think more about you know like that i thought that was cool too yeah, it was just, oh man, fucking Frank quietly really just rocked the art, like really shown the art, like blew me away. Yeah, yeah, the way Superman is drawn is like that Superman. Let's give a, a brief synopsis for those of the commies that don't know the story. Basically, Superman uh, gets overexposure to the sun via a plan <laughs> by Lex, Lex Luthor. Yeah. So he pretty much goes into the sun and pretty much gets the equivalent of like Superman's cancer. And yeah, basically. He has a limited amount of time left on his earth. And with this limited amount of time, he wants to like kind of tie up loose ends. And he also gets like, you know, of course, bad guys come along the way. It's actually really cool. I didn't realize it's supposed to be like the 12 feats of Superman. And yeah. Based off like of the like, 12 labors of Hercules. Yeah, 12 labors yeah. of Hercules, who's also in the book. No, it was Atlas. Or, uh, sorry, Atlas At, is in the yeah, book. Yeah, it's You're like right. Atlas and Samson. Yeah, Atlas and Samson. So still biblical figures or mythological figures. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I thought that's cool too. Yeah. I mean, it's cool too because Superman is basically Hercules. Like, if you, you know, he, he has a lot of like, that's the cool thing like about this story too. Like, it's getting into the character of Superman. Like, it is really just about. Superman, you know, it's not necessarily like each story is highlighting something in Superman's like mythology that like makes him like really different and like really special, you know? Yeah. He's also just like a beefcake in this, like the way he's drawn. It's like <laughs> huge. Yeah. yeah it's massive. Massive man. Jay Leno chin. Yeah. Jay Leno chin. <laughs> almost no neck, really. He's just like, oh. But then when he's Clark Kent. Like he's he looks a little different. Like the way he hunches over, like you wouldn't like the way he hides himself is cool. Like it makes sense the way it's drawn. Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a cool book. That's what I like. I really liked about this book where there are these really small like when if you watch the animated movie, like they highlight them a little more. But when you're reading it, the the moments are smaller. Like he saves as Clark Kent, he bumps into this dude and 
he saves him from debris falling on him. Like he's still saving someone, but he can't do it as Superman because he's dressed as Clark Kent. So he kind of just bumps the dude. And then like that happens. And there's something, another small moment where it's like the dude from the, the Daily Planet's fucking with him and he burns his toupee. Like it's so small, but like oh, his eyes are glowing. Uh, I forget his name. I know you're talking about though. It's on the tip of my tongue. Lombardi. Yeah, Steve Lombardi. Yeah, there we go. Lombard, right? Lombard, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. Lombardi is Steve Lombardi is the fucking just be the managers of the LA Dodgers. <laughs> there you go. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Vince Lombardi, sorry. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lombard, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. Classic like people bullying Clark Kent. Yeah, they like he really has to act like an idiot around everyone and they're like, Yeah, hey, you're a piece of shit, Clark Kent, but hey, you know, we still have you around. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I truly believe, in my opinion, this is like I'd say like definitely top five, but even, maybe even like top three Grant Morrison books. Yeah, I mean this. I I mean I don't know where where I'd rank it, but even in terms of Superman story, I put it like top. I think it might be my favorite Superman story because it just has everything. So it's a great way to get into Superman. It's a great story to read if you're a huge fan of Superman. It's just like it's such a great. It's like a love letter to Superman in a really cool way. It really is. A, that's a great way to describe it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. It gives it, it does give more depth and nuance to uh, a character who is often criticized for being like too powerful. That there's no real stakes when it comes to Superman stories. Like in this one, you pretty much find out he's dying right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. But I was going to say, on top of that, he's actually even stronger in this. Even though he is dying, he's stronger than he's ever been. Yeah, exactly. His cells are just oversaturated with uh, solar energy. Yeah. yeah, and yet there's plenty of conflict in the book, you know? Even though he's at his peak p- power level, there's still a lot going on that he has to deal with. Yeah, and for yeah. any of our QAnon listeners out there, there's even <laughs> lizard people in the comic book. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe when the asteroid came and wiped out the dinosaurs that a select group of dinosaurs burrowed into the center of the earth and then evolved to try to eventually take over this is the comic for you yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) this is the comic for you i thought it was cool though the way superman deals with that he like goes to the king he's like dude your son is like fucking shit up on the surface he's like oh sorry like we're not trying to be like that superman's like that's cool i'm not trying to kill anyone so like you know, like Superman always in every story finds a way to deal with the problem, no matter how insurmountable it is, which is why I fucking love Superman. Like that's Superman. Dude, I like when those two other uh, Kryptonian, the Kryptonian couple comes to Earth and tries yeah. to fuck with Superman and they end up like pretty much dying when Superman saves them by putting them in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, because apparently like they pass through the same debris cloud that Krypton did and that's what creates like radioactive kryptonite and it's poisoning them. Oh, yeah. it's such it's such a short story but there's so much in there. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Dude, honestly so many of the stories, like everything is just kind of like a beautiful little blip, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all so well woven together and it's all, there's so much that happens and it, it doesn't give a lot of time to any of it, but it does. It's still, it doesn't feel incomplete in any ways. It wrap, mm. you know what I mean? It, it just like Superman at the end of his life, it ties everything up really well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Did you guys have a favorite issue throughout all of the 12? Yeah, I think, well, because I watched the animated film more recently than I read it, I really like when they go, when he goes to see Lex Luthor in prison. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Parasite. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Parasite can like, like when you see like the way he sees shit and he can, like, he looks at Clark and he just sees like he's just radiating like pure energy. And yeah. Parasite just keeps getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I, re- I, re- I really like that one. Yeah, I like how Lex Luthor, like, you're thinking, like, why doesn't he realize, like, Parasite's growing with all this power? Like, but Lex Luthor thinks it's him that's causing it. Like, do you realize that? Like, he's, like, shooting him with bullets, and it's like, oh, like, Clark's like, oh, it must be the kinetic energy off of that. And Lex Luthor's like, yeah, but, like, he's standing up to Parasite, and he even beats the shit out of Parasite when it's all said and done. Yeah, he does. But I thought it was interesting that like Lex Luthor, like he's always so oblivious to the fact that Clark Kent is Superman. Like even, you know, by the end of it, he doesn't it's realize cause it. He, he, it's because while I don't necessarily think Lex is a complete monster. Don't get me wrong; he's done some fucked up shit and stuff. But that man be having some ego. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, almost <laughs> like not even a matter of him being like blind or oblivious to shit. It's that he's just so cocky and so egotistical. That he doesn't right. think about anyone but himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's right. like a, he's a straight up megalomaniac. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really did like how at the at the end of it all, like when he does have Superman's powers, like he starts to see the world the way Superman does, and it it's basically like Lex Luthor like ego dissolving. It's like he like took like DMT ego right there death. or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ego yeah. death. Yeah, he took like he like he took like Kryptonian DMT basically. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is a cool part. And he like he, ends up crying and stuff. Yeah, because he's crying because yeah. it's so beautiful. He's like, "Wow, this is how he sees everything." And yeah, it's like almost looking at the Matrix, pretty much. Right, because we know as much as Lex Luthor hates Superman and saying all this shit, like he's so envious of him. Like he wants that power. He just doesn't have it and will never have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Lex Luthor's such a good foil to Superman, and I love how Superman is still at the end of the day. Like, come on, like if only like we work together, we could do some great things. And Lex Luthor like spits in his face. Like, yeah, fuck. dude, yeah, I would bitch slap Lex Luthor if he spat in my face. <laughs> dude, if, but the thing is, if Superman wanted to, he could end Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, dude, that's why none of us could be Superman. Because if he spat in my face, I just laser him out. Right? <laughs> yep, some Homelander shit. I would be a very uh, corrupt motherfucker if I had Superman powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know you would, Jay, yeah. with all of your uh, if I were ruling the world rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be efficient, he says. I would be efficient. <laughs> there'd be no more world hunger because there'd be nobody alive to be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> See, look. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> <laughs> well make sure to never give jake superman powers yeah yeah (laughs) i mean unless you spare us whatever that's for you guys who was who were some of your favorite foils i mean we've talked about lex but what of the smaller or weirder foils did you for superman did you like in these books i mean i do like the samson and uh atlas story where they're arm wrestling and just yeah that was actually my favorite issue kind of being a little skank in that issue (laughs) <laughs> Lois, hey man, Lois knows she's a baddie. Don't hate on her for being like, dude. You're just now talking about how fucked up you'd be if you had Superman powers. Superman's giving Lois his powers. 
Of course she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I am a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she's like making Superman vie for her attention by like, dude, if I'm a cancer patient and my girlfriend makes me fight other dudes, fuck you. That's That's so inconsiderate. My girlfriend makes me fight other dudes. She she doesn't know that, though, at that point. (laughs) The way I saw it was that it's her birthday. She's just having some fun. And like, she knows at the end of the day, Superman's always going to win. Like, so it doesn't like, you know, it's just like, it's just teasing. Like, she knows Superman's going to be better than these dudes every day the week you know yeah yeah we she, know that they know that <laughs> <laughs> lois knows she's a bad bitch <laughs> yeah exactly and because even then at the end of that issue like samson and atlas are like well not that not the very end but like right before like that dude the ultra sphinx comes in and oh, right. they you realize they only really came here because they couldn't deal with that dude like they knew they'd get some help from superman they needed superman's help yeah yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he answers the Sphinx's riddles. Yeah. Which is just the advertisement on the back of the newspaper that Samson brings with him. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that I th- it's like again, the comic has all these very small details. So like you see the uh the uh newspaper that says uh Superman is dead and in the very last panel of that issue you see the front of that newspaper but it says by Clark Kent. So like it's like it's a it's a swerve, but then it's mm. there's like another page of the newspaper, and it says what happens when the immovable force meets the wait I forget the, I forget the thing what happens object. when the unstoppable object meets the immovable force, mm-hmm. and it says surrender to it's like a car advertisement, so it's like a car company name. Oh, okay. so in the cartoon movie, Superman sees that like it's more visible, and he remembers it. But in the in the comic, you're not. It's not like as explicit. It's, he's just like, huh? He's like, they surrender, and it's like acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that moment, and I love like that issue is so cool. I just like the dynamic of uh, Lois and Clark. Like it gets their relationship perfectly. It was just su- such a cool. And they call it episodes, so I like that they call it like it's not like chapters or issues. It's like episodes. Yeah. Yeah, dude, honestly, it really was perfect. Uh, that relationship, it's so, so sweet. God damn it, it's sweet. Wholesome fun. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, Lois is a baddie. <laughs> yeah, and like she knows it, and, and Superman knows it. That's why she's like, why, like, why of all people? Like, and he always is just like, you know, he's in love. Like, he doesn't really say. Jake, for real, the, for real, if Lois Lane was like, yo, Cody, go arm wrestle this dude for my <laughs> birthday, I'd be like, fuck yeah, queen, you got it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Lois Lane is a woman who knows her worth and doesn't just settle for any man's attention, not even Superman's. She makes him work for that shit. Yeah. She doesn't even believe that he's Clark Kent when he admits it. She's like, nah, are you sure? <laughs> She thinks, she thinks Clark is such a cuck. She can't yeah. believe it. Clark, Clark, Clark Kent does not have big dick energy, whereas Superman does. Yeah. This is true. And Lois Lane ain't settling for no little dick. Ain't never. <laughs> never. Um, dude, I love the Jimmy Olsen issue. Yes. When he turns into Doomsday. Yeah. I don't remember that. That's one they leave out of the they movie. They leave out of the movie, yeah. Yeah. What happens in that one? So 
You know how like so there's that character Dr. Quintum? Yeah. And he's this dude that's like Superman's scientist friend who's he's kind of like Willy Wonka in a weird way. Like <laughs> yeah. he has like a rainbow cult and like yeah. he's just he looks like he's stays on acid. Yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like he has like an asthma inhaler that's just LSD. He's just like, oh shit, that is <laughs> insane. Probably no, I just made that up, but it seems like something he would have. Like, <laughs> yeah. they have all this crazy tech, but one of the one of the crazy things they have is like they could go into like this deeper dimension, and whatever's happening is like the under something, and they find black kryptonite or something like that. Right? Is that is that what happens? Yeah. Oh shit. And the black kryptonite basically makes Superman evil. But the more evil he does, the weaker he gets. That's cool. And the only way he can be stopped is uh, they have like an experimental like doomsday project and Jimmy Olsen injects it and turns into doomsday to fight Superman. So he stops evil Superman. Jimmy Olsen's always getting into shenanigans. Yep. Yeah, that boy, that boy be loving shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, but he's awesome. He's Superman's best friend, Clark Kent's best friend. Like he's a cool dude. Like I like Jimmy Olsen. Like I feel like he needs to get I more. Think you would play a good Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. Of the three of us, you're infinitely the most Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll be Jimmy Olsen. Our Hell Jimmy yeah. Olsen vibes. Yeah, dude. Uh, you're hearing us, Warner Brothers. Cast Anthony as Jimmy Olsen. Who you, who, wait, who would you cast Cody as in the Superman universe? I know what you're gonna fucking say, Jake. What? <laughs> yeah, what is he gonna say? What was I gonna say? I just want to hear you guys go. I actually I didn't. Know. I actually didn't have a uh, a thing, but now that I'm thinking about, it, I would say Bizarro. God damn it! That's what uh, I knew. You were say. Uh, yeah, Cody would be. You'd be a good Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're both fucking, you know, retarded. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. You, dude. All right, who would you cast me as in a Superman movie? I feel like Jake could be Lex Luthor. If I went bald? <laughs> or, uh, oh my God, what are you doing? Oh, shit. Bro? You could shave your head for, for the role, Jake. I would shave my head for it. <laughs> I would play Lex Luthor. Damn. Could yeah, kidding. I know, right? I heard the claws <laughs> rip out. <laughs> Dude, he was holding on for new life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I would be fucking Bizarro. <laughs> I would either cast you as Bizarro or like Parasite. Yeah, I could see either of you guys as Parasite for some reason. I don't want to be Parasite. That makes sense. <laughs> I was gonna say cast Jake, just dye his hair gray and cast him as that like tiny future Superman. Uh, oh, like the Mister Mitzelblick, Mister Mitzelblick. Yeah, is that him or is he Superman? Because that's weren't they all like Supermans from a different year? Yeah, or it's something? like someone from that dimension bangs purple Superman. They say, and then that created that version of Superman. I'd rather be Mister Mitzelblick. The, the, the nth dimensional imp. <laughs> yeah, you could be. Was him. he in that? No, but I just like him as a Superman character. Oh, but that yeah, was the closest we got. That's something else the animated movie leaves out. They leave out that issue as well. Yeah. Where the future Superman come and they have to like yeah. basically stop, save Smallville from the like the time monster thing. Yeah. The time monster. Yeah, I forgot that one wasn't. See, I watched the animated thing, but I haven't watched that in years. But I just recently read the comic. 
Yeah, whatever the animated movie leaves in from the comic is almost like panel for panel the same, but it doesn't have everything from the comic. Mm. Yeah. Facts. So it's still a great movie, but it like leaves out that like the future Superman story is cool because there's like this bandaged Superman who we later find out is actually just Clark from the future. Or Clark's descendants, right? No, he's the bandaged Superman. Huh? There's a Superman with all wrapped up in bandages. Yeah. Like he almost looks like a mummy. And actually earlier in the comic, like Lois Lane is like talking to him in the future and he's like, Who is J Lo? And she's like, What? Like why is that what he's asking? <laughs> like, what the fuck? J-Lo is the key to saving the future. Yeah, apparently. That would be... But it's even funnier when it turns out that's Clark Kent in the future. Like, what the fuck? Why was he asking about J-Lo? Ooh, I would yeah. cast J-Lo as... as uh, Lois Lane. Lane. <laughs> yeah, that would, that, would be, that would be great. Would be Younger J-Lo especially. Dude, J-Lo still is a baddie right now. even though it's a standalone it, it doesn't feel it feels like like superman feels has a youthfulness about him you know what i mean yeah because he's like, so childlike yeah he is very yeah. childlike yeah but like yeah, not almost in, like in like a wonder way like just kind of like in awe of everything mm-hmm. and in love with everything yeah like he sees the good in everything and you know almost could seem naive like no how the fuck are you gonna do that like it's not possible like like take the l and he's like no like i'm gonna i'll find a way like he's just an optimistic know? man in an otherwise yeah. cynical world yep dude always a beacon of hope yes yes and, you know, to some that could be corny, but like m- maybe sometimes Superman is corny. Like, I'm not going to say he's not, but not in this story. Like it does. There's no point where I'm like, oh, that's corny. It's just always like, yeah, Superman did. He's like such a hero. Like, yeah, yeah. it's literally just like beautiful storytelling in the vein of Superman. If you go into it, expect being like, oh, the Superman's like hearing Anthony say Superman's not corny. And you go in expecting like a badass. It's not like a badass comic as much as it's like a beautiful comic. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. really dives into the character development and shows like showcases, like Anthony said, the entire Superman like cut of the DC universe. Yeah. You get a lot of bang for your buck. If you're looking for like the Superman story to read, it's this one. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Going back to like what you said about uh long Halloween and whatnot, this is almost like a, the quintessential like, or it's, it's definitely a quintessential Superman story. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I would almost argue that like, as far as Stan, like Superman and Superman universe in, per- in particular, it might be my favorite. Superman story. Oh, yeah, same. I think I would agree. Yeah, there's like, some great Superman stories, but this is the greatest to me. And man, that art. I'm circling back around to it, dude. Frank fucking kills it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frankie boy, <laughs> Frankie Q, Frankie Q. Yeah, I was gonna say Frankie Q, Frankie Q and on. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it started with him. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, maybe he started the. Uh... The reptilian oh, rumors. Shit. It all oh, started shit. there. Damn it, Frank Quietly. <laughs> Dude, we uh we solved it. We solved it. We, we, solved we know it. who Q is now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Frank Quietly. <laughs> we should totally tag him and then put a hashtag Q on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would be grateful for that at all. Yeah. I mean, we don't know his politics. He might actually be into that. <laughs> we could expose him. Yeah, oh yeah. I think he uh 
I know he's like a reclusive dude, ain't he? Is he? I know. I thought Grant Morrison's a reclusive dude. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I don't think Grant Morrison's reclusive necessarily, but I don't know. I don't know what they do. Like Grant Morrison is has a very eclectic life, you know. Like they apparently practice magic. Grant Morrison does. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What do you mean? That makes me like him so much more. Like they cast spells and shit. <laughs> How? Like Grant Morrison practices magic. Yeah. You ever see like, what he looks like? He looks like Lex Luthor. Yeah, bald. Like bald. Or suits. Always in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like plain. Very plain. Like, I feel like Graham Morrison could be wearing something Cody's wearing right now. Mm. Cody's Graham Morrison confirmed. Cody is Grant Morrison. Yeah, this is a wig. Cody <laughs> Morrison. <laughs> Cody Morrison Feige confirmed. Oh, shit. Dude, Tony Morrison Feige. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a sick combo. Combines two of the best creators of all time. <laughs> You guys even know who Tony Morrison is? I feel like I'm talking to... Yes, I know who Tony Morrison is. Cody doesn't. Cody doesn't. No. Oh, really? She's a famous author. Uh. Yeah, Cody. Have you ever heard of literature? Yeah. What books, books, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't really care, honestly. (laughs) Dude, I... uh, I'm not thrilled about the fact that I gotta go back to work. Well... I'm trying to think of if any other issues. Well, what about oh, what about the Bizarro issue? He goes, he meets the Superman of the Bizarro world called Zabaro. Zabaro. Like he's like the one in five billion Bizarro who doesn't like speak backwards or like you know opposite or anything like that. Like he's like I'm stuck on this world. Like I need to get off. Like no one understands me. It's so funny (laughs) that like because like Bizarro's origins kind of change throughout the DC like continuity right right he's either sometimes like it's like an alternate version of superman where like it's, it's a cubed planet the, and everything's right. opposite there or he's a failed clone of superman right who goes off and starts his own bizarro planet or whatever right in this one it seems like we kind of get both yeah i agree it's definitely a fusion of the two versions of bizarro i love bizarro yeah. in fact check this out bros Bizarro. Nice. Fuck yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know. One of the coolest series in Rebirth, they did Red Hood and the Outlaws in this, on Red Hood. This, this is Outlaw Bizarro. Oh, nice. And that Bizarro actually becomes smart. It's so cool. Really? Yeah. He I like it. intelligently and everything? Yeah. Like, at, but at first, he's not. Like, and that he's just awesome on their team. Like, he's just like, you know, he's almost like Hulk, where Hulk is like not too smart. And like he's on your team and just wrecking shit. Like that's yeah. how he is on their squad. Like that's a bizarro. Like I want to see Bizarro in live action. Like not like a Dude, I would love dark to see and that. I've always wanted like, to see a Bizarro like in a movie. I feel like people don't tackle him because they a lot of times, like, unless you're into the comics, they don't take Bizarro is a hard character to take seriously. That's what I mean. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't take him seriously. Like it should be yeah. like come off as a joke, but like he's still like a threat. Yeah. Well, like, like for that awful Batman vs Superman, I would have honestly rather him make Bizarro than Doomsday. Yeah, like the Snyder version of Bizarro would have yeah. kind of made more made sense in more that context. Yeah, making what really looked like the troll from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks exactly like the troll from the first horrible. movie. 
Oh, Zod becoming Doomsday make, made no sense. Yeah, with fusing with Lex Luthor's Jesse Eisenberg's blood or some shit. Like, that was <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was insane. It was so dumb. Ugh. Interestingly I, enough, there's a part there's a part in this comic where it's the exact uh, lines from, I guess, Man of Steel used the lines from this comic where when there's an issue where Superman's talking to Jor-El and he says the exact thing he does in Man of Steel. Like, you need to be an inspiration for these people, all this stuff. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was cool. And like, once again, yeah. made me scratch my head. Like, why was Man of Steel so accurate sometimes for the comics and then other times they were just like, nah, we're going to ignore we're going to let him kill Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you kill Kevin Costner given the opportunity? No, I don't have beef no. with Kevin Costner. Yeah, what's your beef with Kevin yeah, Costner? Kevin dude? Costner is awesome. What are you talking about? I actually like Kevin Costner. Yeah, I just see. Dude, we that. I, like, he's clearly not actually dying, but if I had a chance to momentarily kill Kevin Costner... <laughs> what? <laughs> <that'd be cool. laughs> I don't know if that would be cool. Why would you momentarily? Yeah, no, that would be cool to momentarily kill Kevin Costner. <laughs> Dude, we don't we don't talk ill of Kevin Costner in this house. Yeah, no, not on this podcast. Yeah. You guys like the Postman? What's that? Yeah. Oh man, is that like a, po- a post apocalyptic? Post apocalyptic? I can't forget it. That's I the one. Post apocalyptic movie. Yes. What is it? He's Where a mailman? Huh? Is he a mailman in it? He delivers mail? So basically, like, the world is, there's been nuclear war. The world's insane. Nice. People are, like, kind of, like, tribes are being formed. And there's this one dude that's, like, leaving, leading an empire. And Kevin Costner's fleeing them. And takes refuge inside a postal <laughs> truck and then he starts and he finds all these letters and he's like fuck it I, i'm i have no purpose in life i'm running for my life constantly and he starts delivering these letters <laughs> to really before, and <laughs> what i've never yeah. heard of this and and then uh dude it's honestly so fucking cool and then uh he starts getting like people are like oh so he starts like mailing new letters because people are excited about this he makes up this story about there being a second united states government now they're throwing together you know what i mean They're, they're making plans and stuff and he ends up going town to town and so many people believe in the cause that like they start standing up for themselves against like that empire tribe type. Nice. And dude, it's sick. It's a really cool, like inspiring movie. Dude, the only post-apocalyptic Kevin Costner movie I acknowledge is Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. Well, Waterworld has Dennis Hopper, which is pretty yeah, incredible. D hops, my dude. Yeah, like the first half of your description for this movie sounded like Waterworld, to be honest. <laughs> I think they came out around the same time, also. Of course. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, the villain in The Postman is, what's his name? He's the assistant coach in... Uh, Vince Lombardi. In Remember the Titans. Is, yes, in Remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. That actor who's also in Armageddon. Yes, and in Halloween Reboot. I didn't see the Halloween reboot. Well, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he killed as the villain. He w- he did such a great job. The guy's a cool actor. He's been around for a while. 
Yeah. I wish I knew who you guys were talking about. I don't know his name. Have you seen but... any of the movies we mentioned at all? <laughs> yes, but I don't know who you're talking about. Who is who are who what in Armageddon? Who do they play? He plays one of the one of the drill people. Yeah. He's like Bruce Willis's bre- best friend. Yeah, he's like his number two boy. Gotcha. I don't remember. He's got like squinty eyes and he has kind of a soft like Dude, I'm gonna oh, show my kid Armageddon and be like, this actually happened. This is <laughs> this is the crew that saved our world. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce you owe Bruce Willis your life. Yeah. Dude, I there's one of the best lines in Armageddon is when like Steve Buscemi's character starts to go crazy and uh the dude's like, he has he has space dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah, I don't dude. even have to look it up to know that's not a real thing. <laughs> dude it's but. such a uh it's a armageddon's a classic i love that movie honestly i will literally watch it if it's on yeah yeah i stand by armageddon is it a like high caliber movie like it's ridiculous I mean, but it's so good it's fucking good and also dude it's like back when michael bay was pretty good man yeah dude, michael the bay's new movie bay. insane do you see the preview huh? for his newest movie michael bay no. It's with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and it's called Ambulance. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? Come on. Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah, I thought I was getting like trolled somehow like at the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, yeah. when I went to see it in theaters because there was right after that there was a trailer for a movie and it was just like dog. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just ambulance and dog. Like you just ran oh, out of names. Shit. Like that's it. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? What is this? What is this? What is this movie conspiracy? I, I I'm on to you guys. Come up with <laughs> names for your movies. You can't just say uh, dog. There's a dog in it. Call it dog. I know. No. What about mud? Mud was a banger. Mud is a see, good movie. Mud has like it sounds more like a movie than dog. Like dog is just yeah. Mud is, mud is kind of <laughs> subtle and abstract. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Cody gets it. What about her. No. See. Yeah, also cool. Okay. Dog, no. It has to be a horror movie, I think, if you're calling it dog. Dog is too on the nose. It's got to be A24 made dog. (laughs) Dude, they should remake Cujo. A24 presents Cujo. Yeah. That'd be sick. I would watch that. I used to love Cujo, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Who would win in a fight, Cujo or Crypto the Super Dog? Oh, shit. Dude, what if you gave Cujo, like... The, the twenty-four yeah, hour, the 24 hour like, oh, no. serum. Oh, that, okay, if that's what's happening, I say Cujo, man. Yeah, Cujo. Yeah, Cujo there. has the serum. He he wins all the way. Yep. Yeah, dude. And then Superman comes, finds Crypto's corpse, <laughs> and fucking loses it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the birth of our universe's evil Superman. Yeah, oh, shit, dude. So we, then, Superman versus Cujo with Superman powers. Oh fuck! This is like celebrity death match, but <laughs> 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 which also used to be a great show too. Yeah, I used to watch that shit all the time. Hell yeah, that show was dope as fuck. Stone yeah. Cold was like a recurring character on that yeah. show. He was a recurring character, dude. That show was so good. It was so. It was ahead of its time. It's back when MTV yeah. was actually like a good channel to watch. Yeah, yeah MTV used to be cool as fuck. It used to be super cool. Beavis and Butthead, Daria. Yeah, but now, now we got nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know like what they do now because they damn sure don't play music. 
I don't know, man. Know what I liked in, in All-Star Superman, too? There was that Solaris, the tyrant son. That guy was yeah. just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he poisoned our son. Yep, oh, yeah, he poisoned yeah. our then, son. That was cool that Superman used the Sun Eater, which was, yeah, like, his little, him, which yeah. was like his little pet. In, uh, yeah, he's like pokemon him. Oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, Sun Eater, I choose you. I thought it was also cool that like Superman's basically like, oh, in the future, they say you rehabilitated and you helped us. So your rehabilitation starts now instead of like killing him or anything like again, doing the Superman, most Superman thing you could possibly do. And this dude who was just about to end all life on Earth, he's like, nah, we're going to get you fixed and you're going to help us. Like, that's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, it's cool that how it ends, like he like dies, but he's like Loki's still alive in the sun and like making it like building like solar machinery to keep the sun going. Yeah. He, ba- yeah. Pa- instead of like dying, we're basically supposed to assume he became like pure light. He became like he pure got- solar energy. Yeah. He get- and he went, like Cody said, like the sun was poisoned. So he goes to the center of the sun to presumably fix that. And he's going to come back one day. Cause we know there was like future Superman. There was even Superman prime who was like this go- literally a golden God. Like dude was just like Superman all in gold. I love Superman Prime. No, not it was different Superman Prime. Sorry, like oh. his name was like Prime Superman, but he wasn't like Superboy Prime. Because oh. I like not Super- that dude. Superboy yeah. Prime and Blackest Night is one of the baddest motherfuckers. Yeah, he the, is a sick universe. villain. He's a fucking. He is a sick villain. I love him honestly. I remember when I first read Blackest Night, which is actually really sick. We should totally do an episode on it. Blackest Night, I'd be down for I that. I love Blackest Night. Easily Honestly, one of the strongest Green Lantern dude, runs. I've never read any Green Lantern comics. Dude, it's time for you to broaden your horizons, my dude. Yeah, man. That's not true. I have read a couple, but I haven't read like the, the quintessential ones. You know what I mean? I read a couple, but I haven't read the quintessential ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to read. You got to yeah. read when Hal Jordan just goes crazy and becomes parallax he goes parallax kills everyone yeah but then he also rebuilds the sun and dies yeah true yeah i just like blackest night i remember reading it when it came out and i was like this is sick yeah it's just basically like a zombie invasion yeah with the, like the black formerly dead heroes and villains are coming back Necron. yeah a lot of cool a lot of cool shit happens in blackest night yeah and yeah, Superboy Prime fuck shit up. I also thought it was cool at the end of All Star Superman, he literally becomes like a star. <laughs> like he's like, he's the sun now. Hey now, you're an All Star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how many Joe Pesci's are we giving All Star Superman? We have an All Star Superman six Joe Pesci's, honestly. I think it's a great comic. Six, easily for me. Same. And go buy it. I say buy this comic. This yeah. is a comic you need to buy. Yeah, this is a must have for comic book fans. And uh, today we got the number of a, the beast again, baby. Six, six, six. Yeah, no, it's also Superman. Great Superman comic. Easily one of DC's strongest comics. Yeah, but easily the most recommendable comic. You know, one of the first I'll ever recommend if you say, oh, what's a good comic to read? If you never read this, read All-Star Superman. Bingo, bango. Django Unchained. All right, that that's this our, this is our first episode of the new year. Hey, yeah, happy new year, everyone. New year, new us. New year, new us. (laughs) We're going to do some new things with the podcast. And by that, I mean, get really high and read more. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's about to get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious.
Well, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Comics and Chronic. If you like our stuff, please subscribe. Tell your homies about it. Check us out on Instagram, TikTazies, Twitters. Oh, you could rate us on Spotify and Apple Music. That would be dope. Yeah, dude, give us a review, even if it's bad, in which case we'll probably comment and say, fuck you, you suck. Yeah. yeah. But, this is Anthony's home address. Take it up with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live in West Virginia now, guys. So if you say that. <laughs> Yeah, and thanks for being a, a commie. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hell yeah, that was a fun one. Boy. Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.